We are here at uh, Naturena Village, which uh, people have taken to call Dr. Naturena Village <laughs> for obvious reasons, because the father of this village, the man who had the wisdom and the vision many years ago to form this club, starting as a peak Kaiser 11, becoming Kaiser Chiefs, and the phenomenon that it is now, not only in Africa, but the rest of the world, Kaiser Mutaung is our guest. When I get a Sunday, Sunday time, the first thing I do, I put everything together. The first article I read is BBK. Dr. Mtawu, mm. the honor of UCT last week, what does it mean to you? Uh, it was a great honor indeed, and I was very much humbled when the offer was made. and. Uh, as I said in my speech, I'm sure you had you had my speech. I had been approached by other institutions before, mm. but uh, I've always had a, this thing that uh, you know that it's still too early for me to be taking this doctorate, you know, mm. and that uh, I haven't scratched the surface. Mm. So, but come this one. Uh, in fact, I was supposed to graduate last year, but I delayed it slightly and said no. And then, of course, there was this COVID oh, thing, yeah. <laughs> right? But when I received this one, and uh, I looked, obviously, looked at the institution, the background institution, and I realized that this one uh, is worth, you know, considering. Yeah. Yeah, so... Having looked at the institution itself and made a proper research, I thought, no, maybe the timing is right. Yeah. Which were the other institutions that you declined? I don't want to mention them because it would be, uh, you know, uh, unethical. Yeah. 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 Uh, so, so when I received this one, obviously I thought, uh, it, uh, first I couldn't believe it and I thought, when I looked at the institution, I checked and researched, I found that this is a big, big institution. One of the number one in Africa yes. and the, one of the best in the world. I'm mm -hmm. on, maybe I'm on, I'm on the top ten in the world. Yes. So I, I, I really felt humbled. And I thought, no, it's okay. Maybe the timing is right because everything... You know, depends on uh, on timing. For sure. Yeah. For sure. Well, I, I think that that covers it well. And uh, I I read your speech. Mm. And when I read your speech, I thought I had another column that I had written. Mm. And I thought, man, and I'm changing it. <laughs> and let me write. It's my honor to salute mm. Dr. Mtawo. Yeah. Congratulations again. Thank you. It's a a week before the season starts. Yeah. Mm. There's been a lot of activity. In and out at Naturena. Ramachum Pachel, Nukovic, Castro, Kambole, Tungsane Zuma, Lebohang Manyama, they've all gone. Was this part and parcel maybe of reducing the salary bill or feeling that we are not getting much from this? No, it's got nothing to do with salary. First and foremost, you do, we have to look at the ages of the players right. that have left, right? And you look at the, what they've contributed during their 
tenure when you were here. <laughs> you find that uh, it wasn't uh, uh, inspiring. <laughs> so, and obviously the, we see to the technical team and see where we can plug the gaps and see where we can, I mean, take for instance, a player like Castro, yes. this season, past season, how many goals did he score? Mm. Him and Lukovic and Kambole, between yeah. them, they scored less than five goals. Yeah, mm. so, I mean, mm. it's, it's, it's not any economical mm. decision that we have to make. It's just about saying whether, is it worth it to have this kind of setup where we have players, even though they earn a lot of money, but mm. we have players who are, who are not delivering. Mm. So... That was the essence of, uh, of of the whole thing to say. Let's look at how we can refresh the squad. Yeah. But first, before we refresh the squad, let's see who who we think should should exit. Right. And that that decision was based or based on on that overall assessment of the team. And of course, the acquisitions also we have to look at the ages as well because mm-hmm. we don't want to do what we did with Stewart. The first time, you know, when he came, he did not have any clue about the team. For sure. Yeah. So we, we had to buy the team, the players for him. When he came, the only game he saw was the last game. I think we played in Polokwane or something. And uh, the only players he knew were those that were in the national team during his time. Yes. Yes. No, no, no. He didn't even know Mato. Mm-hmm. Mato was not in the national team. You mean the first? Yeah, the, the first, first time he came. Yeah, yeah, yes, yeah. yes, yes. So he didn't even know Mato. In fact, Mato, the reason Mato, that, uh, you see, uh, Ulento, what's his name? Uh, this guy, what's his name? At Supersport. Kevin. No, who, who used to play for Super Sports Central Defender? Umashamaite. No, Umashamaite was, was at Vets. We got him from Vets. Right. Morgan Gold. Morgan Gold. Yes. So he, he knew players like Morgan Gold, Mashamaite, and Abu uh, Abu. Uh, who else was there? The, the team. Uh, but anyway, the players that we acquired, those are, he knew some of them, some of them, but he didn't know some of them like Abu Mato. Right. The reason Mato actually played was because Moen Gold got injured mm-hmm. when early in the season. So that's how Mato actually we brought Mato from Celtic. Ended up playing as the twin towers with Mashamayit. Yeah. They made a solid partner. Yeah. yeah. Because I remember you opened the checkbook. You got Masilela at the left back. Yeah, Masilela was got, also one of them. You got um, what's his name, Mashamayit and Mato Yeah. And then even Moen Gold joined yeah. them. And yeah. Uh, Itumelenko and yeah. all of those players yeah. were the Bafana defense yeah. of Cody at, at the time. Yeah. Right. So, 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 uh, we we actually had to have to reassess the, the the squad and everything like that. The technical team came and presented, and we said, "Fine, let's go for this." And of course, like I was saying, we also looked at the acquisitions to say when when we get a player, except maybe one or two. Most of them must be at, at a lower age, mm-hmm. so that at least they can give us five years. So that is how the, that, that's how they, we 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 dealt with this thing uh, of uh, of ch- of changing the squad. But it didn't only change uh, the squad, Doctor uh, Mutam. Also changed the coach towards the end of the season. What was the reasoning behind that? The reason was simple. It was because. We had already made up our minds that uh, we are not going to continue mm. with a coach for, for the next season because of 
some of the things that we saw that were not changing. Mm. See, uh, Such as? See, when coaches come to you, they will tell you that uh, no, they, they like the like uh, young players, they like mm -hmm. development players, and they'll help you with your development. And in fact, one of the reasons, one of the things we put in the contract is that the coach must be able to to adapt and be able to work with the youth team. Yeah, yeah. And, 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 and and actually advise from time to time. And part of, but unfortunately, it didn't happen with Stuart. Mm -hmm. Like it never happened before. For the second time, though. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So we felt no. This man is only looking for. Now yeah. he's not looking at the way forward, so he's looking at winning now, and that's why we're playing the game. We are playing the game of not losing and mm. st stuff like that. So we thought, no, let's rather take the decision now, mm. right, and not wait until the end of the season mm. for us to, to make changes. Let's rather do it now, so that whoever the, the, the guys who are in charge must now be able to build, a, start a new team for going forward for the next season. That's how, that was our rationale behind the whole thing. Yeah, yeah. We mustn't wait until the end of the season because we can see we're not going anywhere. Yeah. Yeah. So the coach was not listening to, to, to you guys? No, you see, the, it's not about listening, it's about what the coach tells you he'll do and he doesn't do. Yeah. <laughs> now, do you feel confident that Umanget Atas one, centricle one, is the guy who fits the bill and the guy, for lack of a better word, who can revive Kaiser Chiefs, who can bring back the spark that has not been visible in the last seven years. Well, not only is he a former player and he has played a, a very good, great part of our success, he also look at what he did next door. I mean, our youth structure is so good now, mm. and the, the kind of football they play. When he, he can even show you some of the tapes, how they train and how, some of the games they play. It's, it's a kind of his way of playing, mm -hmm. right? So we are confident that uh, he being having worked with all the other coaches and knowing their weaknesses and everything, so he must have learned yeah. quite a lot. But also the fruits that uh, are there for us to see. I mean, look at our young teams now. <laughs> the other one won the cup. The other one won the engine cup. Yes. So and and you can see the development next door, how it's coming up, and the structure that we put next door that we have in invested in the future, yeah. which is not going to go to waste. Mm. But how many players did we have in the Champions League coming from youth development? About yeah. four or five players. Yeah. And they played in the Champions League. Mm. This is a good experience mm. for them. Yeah. Uh, it wouldn't have happened uh, probably if it were the people like uh, uh, Kevin and, and, and Stuart, they wouldn't have looked yeah. at the young, young players. They, they want players, they want to win now. Yeah. yeah. Right? So, <clears throat> that, that, that was the essence of how we try to analyze the team and see how best we can go forward because what is important is not only today, it's also tomorrow. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. There's a term, you've mentioned it just now, the Kaiser Chiefs will play. Yeah. Allow us to hear it from your mouth. Tell South Africa what the Kaiser Chiefs way of playing is. Well, Kaiser Chiefs way of playing, obviously, we playing. We should be playing attacking football. 
and not football that uh, is designed to only stop the other opposition, the opposition not to score and end up not 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 winning or or losing, <coughs> right? You look at the talent that we we we're bringing from next door. It's players who have skills, who have talent, but then you have to allow get the players to to allow those players to 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 show their skills. <laughs> but if you give them restrictions and even play them in wrong positions, mm-hmm. sometimes you are, you are, what are you saying? Yeah. You, are killing, you are killing them, right? So. That's why I say when you look at our teams next door, the way they play, you can see this is the teams that are being given the right tools so that when they get to graduate into the first team, they find a, a team, they, 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 they just fit in like a love. <laughs> and the other thing which we obviously did not have was, which a team like Stellenbosch has mm-hmm. today. You know, Stellenbosch have got a good team, but they've got youth, young players. Mm-hmm. And their youth teams play against the first team once yeah. a week. Yeah. This, us, we used to do that before during the time of Ted Dimitri and mm-hmm. Machine Etugal and so forth. These other coaches don't want have anything to do with the team, young players, young players mm-hmm. against the first team. Mm-hmm. So they, do, they don't see it as a benefit. Mm-hmm. They so see it as undermining the first team, yes. which I find very odd. Yeah. So. The thing about it is that, uh, yes, we, 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 our supporters want us to win. Yes. But our supporters also want us to to play good football. Right. Beautiful football. Right. And this is a, that's how Kaiser Chiefs has been renowned over the years, <laughs> to play beautiful football and and skillful uh, players and, uh, and, and so forth and so forth. So now, now this issue of trying to compress the players to play like robots. Mm. That, that doesn't work for us. Speaking of supporters, Mr. Mtawung, there is there is there's pressure at Kaiser Chiefs at every level. Yeah. You get Arthur who is a product of the club, if you were to say. And Arthur who's been here for all these years and has done all these wonderful things talking about at development level. But is Chiefs preparing the fan base to say, give Arthur the space, he will lose a game or two or three, and don't then start doing the, he must go, he is useless and what have you. Are you prepared to say, you're sticking with Arthur no matter what, this is not Arthur winning next season and beating Sundowns? Yeah, the message, our message is clear to our supporters, we interact with them through social media and so forth, and the message is very clear, and they also respond positively to say no. We are, they are happy because they can see the, the light at the end of the tunnel because they've been calling for this thing, thing to happen. Now that we have refreshed the squad and everything like that, they don't expect Arthur to win tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Uh, they expect him at least to see the team going forward, they want to see a little bit of promise to see the team changing mm-hmm. in terms of how they played in the past season, mm-hmm. which which is obviously real. We don't expect the Arthur to win tomorrow and start winning a, mm-hmm. a trophy, trophy, trophy. Mm-hmm. It's not going to be easy, mm-hmm. but we believe that uh, with, our, with the support that he gets, he should be able to move the team from where it is to 
uh, uh, a higher level. Yeah. We're having a conversation with the chairman of Kaiser Chiefs, Mr. Dr. Mutawum, here at Dr. Naturena Village, <laughs> and I'm also here with my colleague, Usazi Hatele Kungan. Three strikers have gone, Mkobush, Kamboro, and Castro. Now, it's, it's a week before the season starts. Yeah. A fan who's looking at Chiefs, he thinks, hey, there's no striker there. How do you understand that? How is Chiefs going to play? Or are, are, are you preferring a last-minute signing of a striker or something? We, we do have strikers. So how do you... Uh, what do you look at? When you look at the cover billiard, is, is he not a striker? Mm. Yeah. No, it's... Yeah. 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 So we brought a, a young boy, a young man from Stelis, mm. uh, uh, mm. right? Mm. And besides, oh. when you look at uh, let's let's talk many men city. Mm. Yeah. Uh, who is a striker at Man City? <laughs> no, they don't have because uh, number nine. Number because uh, they just bought him now. Yes, yeah. But you know the greater part of last season that Man City had played without a striker. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, uh, outright, outright striker. Yes, yeah. Why? I mean, even players like Gundogan sometimes would play. He'll be yeah. going in there and scoring goals. <laughs> Right, yeah. so it is for me. It is how we play yeah. that that counts. Mm -hmm. We we had a Samora cool, mm -hmm. and he was a short guy. Mm -hmm. <laughs> was he not a striker? Mm -hmm. <laughs> so <laughs> so uh, it is. What is important is how we, how how you play, mm -hmm. how what type of system the team plays, mm -hmm. because everybody should be able to score goals, mm -hmm. not only the striker. Those those days are gone where you rely only on the striker to say you need a a, a big tall guy there to. We had them right now. <laughs> what did they do? Mm -hmm. you, you just mentioned them. Five goals, yeah. <laughs> yeah, five, three. The three of them scored five goals. Yeah. So what was the purpose? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So. Uh, I don't think it's a it's a it's a train smash. We, we we will obviously we're still busy yeah. finalizing the the final squad. There, there, there might be one or two puzzles that are missing, but uh, come next week we might be yeah. in a position to say, yeah, we plug this gap. There's also a matter of government Hodisan. I understand that you really wanted the boy yeah. to come in and be that man who leads the board like. What happened with that? Uh, you must understand that some of these players, uh, there are agents who are involved. And once there, is a, there are agents involved, you must understand that there's an interest. Uh, their interest is also taken into account. And we almost got a player to come here, but obviously negotiations took place between the agent and the DAP to say, no, let's keep him there again once more. Well, you must also understand that the agents have an interest in this player, so it's not the player himself per se who decides, it's the agent. Yeah. yeah. We, we recently spoke to uh, Dr. Ivan Kosa, talking about the league and uh, his future and the uh, succession plan. The way you see it yourself, how do you see it? Uh, because he 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 said the person who has to come in after him has to be has to be the right person who's gone through what he went through. But from you, Mr. Madong, where 
where do you see the future of Newcastle with all the challenges, especially of the finances and sponsorship and everything that is within our football right now? I think we have a new generation awaiting, mm-hmm. waiting. Uh, and if you look at uh, what's been happening now, you know, they went to this course in, in America where we sent a group of uh, super sport helped us send a group of uh, people there. I mean, of, uh, of our, of this new generation mm-hmm. to go and do this course there and everything like that. So there is a, a preparation that we are, we are busy with right now in terms of uh, addressing this this uh, thing you're talking about because we also want to make sure that when we leave, when the time is up, we are able to hand over to a group of, of young people who, who know what, uh, what, their rope, what their ropes are. Mm-hmm. So we are busy dealing with that one right now. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm sure within the next year or so, mm-hmm. we will be able to feel comfortable about the new leadership yeah. because we also need uh, to make sure that uh, we provide and leave a, a good legacy and just and not just drop it in the yeah. in, 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 you know in, without making sure that uh, they are able to navigate the, themselves through this trying period yeah. when you the old girls leave will you be giving the new generation a league that is in a healthy financial footing. Exactly, that's precisely what we are doing. We want to make sure when we hand over, but first we want them to, to, to we be helping them to get skilled, to improve their skills. But the day we leave, obviously, we'll make sure that uh, it's in good hands, but also there's continuity in terms of uh, the, the, the business of, of, of the league itself. As we are about to wrap up, just on the league again, when, when, when you look at the quality, and I'm really pleading for you to give us a brutally honest answer, and I know you will, <laughs> because you've always done it, the quality of the standard of play in the league, does it impress you? Do, do you feel that there are areas where it can grow, where it should grow, and also the model of the league itself being tied to a sponsorship, which also happens to hold the broadcast rights. I'm, I'm saying that what happens in five years when a super sport multi-choice decides to pull away? Yeah, this, 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 that is why I say we have a mechan- we're working with a mechanism now to ensure that when we, lay, we hand over, we don't hand over something that in two years' time will collapse. Mm. So that is why I'm saying I cannot give you everything, but at least we are working on a, on a, on a, on a model that will be able to hand over to, to the new generation. The question probably you should be asking is whether we, have, we are confident of the new generation to, to be able to take the leadership role. Are you confident of the new generation being able to take the leadership role? Well, I think the, 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 the prospect is very good. It's just that uh, we have to look at uh, the quality of the club leadership because that's also key. Because at the end of the day, uh, it is the clubs who elect the leadership, right? And some of the clubs are fairly new. They don't even know, they don't even have a clue about how, how the 
the leak is round themselves, right? So, and even having their own challenges as clubs to also try to beef up their own uh, commercial, uh, you know, uh, uh, resources and so forth and so forth. Mm -hmm. And some of them don't even have a clue about running a club, mm -hmm. yeah. let alone be talking about the league. So that is why I say it's crucial that uh, we we identify the right people and make sure that uh, at least when we leave, we leave it in good hands. <laughs> yeah, we leave it in good hands and also leave something that is still tangible, that has a, a, a chance to grow. I know that uh, you are, what you are talking about is economic growth because yeah. it's very, very important mm -hmm. for us not to depend on one uh, uh, financial resource. Yeah. We, we need to make sure that uh, it's in good hands, but it's also solid in terms of its standing. Yeah. Speaking about some of them not knowing how to run a club, does it work that today a PBK 11 by status and they don't even stay in the league for two years, and they sell it to SASE 11. <laughs> SASE 11 doesn't pay players and all of that. Well, the, the, those are the challenges that we are facing. And in fact, I do acknowledge what you are saying, that uh, we, we need to review that uh, uh, acquisition, uh, acquisition of class so that uh, we, have in, we have stability, because if continue the, the way we are going on now, I mean, look at Celtics. Mm. What a good club. Yeah. Beautiful area. Mm. Now, where is it today? Yeah. Right? So, those are things that uh, we, are, we are actually thinking and seeing how best we can close that gap so that we, it does not just become easy for PBK to say, hey man, I just got a jackpot, I got a, 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 a lotto, I've got 50 million or 100 million now, I, I can go and buy a, a, a team there and Vina will become my coach. <laughs> so, <yeah. laughs> I'll fire this yeah. one after the first game. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Mr. Mutawun, Banyana Banyana, women's football in the country, how excited are you? I mean, how do you see the future? I mean, now Banyana Banyana, everyone is talking about Banyana Banyana, but we know where we come from, we know mm. where we are. Mm. We know even here at KLC, if you've been talking about establishing a women's football team, we know that there's no professional women's football in the country. So this picture of Bayana, where does it take us? Well, I must tell you, we once had a team that uh, we, we, we were not running, but somebody was running it, we were supplying with our kit and everything. Unfortunately, to, during those days, to show that uh, we, we've always been very thoughtful uh, uh, yeah, about uh, understanding that uh, the game of football is will go towards yeah. that direction where there will come a time where we have to have a, a women's football. Mm. So, anyway, coming back to this one, you asked me now, Banyana Banyana, I was very much inspired. Mm. I mean, I watched all their games, I didn't miss one of them. Mm. <laughs> yeah. But never before I used to watch Banyana, but this time, mm. for some reason, I don't know, I just mm. felt inspired. Mm. But I must tell you, from the onset, I was so much impressed by these girls, the way they play, you know, yeah. the way they play their game. It was like uh, they've been playing together for so long, mm. right? 
It wasn't a fluke when they beat Morocco in the group stages. Mm. So Nigeria. Nigeria. Uh, even 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 um, Morocco. They play beat Morocco one nil. But no, Tunisia. Oh, uh, Tunisia. Yeah, yes. Tunisia. The opening game was Nigeria. Yeah, the opening game was Nigeria. Yeah. In fact, I was worried about Nigeria that Nigeria would give us problems, but mm. fortunately, we they played well. They won. But going coming to the final, mm. I, I cannot believe even today, that these girls walked onto that pitch yeah. and that, pitch, that ground was 90% yeah. Moroccan or 95% Moroccans, yeah. right? Yeah. And all of them rooting for Morocco and I look at these girls, I say they must be shaking in their, in, in their knees. Yeah. These girls started the game, they were in control mm. as if they are playing at home. Yeah. I, I, it was amazing. Mm. I mean, I, I, can't, I can't even mm. explain yeah. uh, how I felt. I, I even I was actually watching the final with Kemi Satoul. I said we win two nil. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I said the way these guys are playing. Mm. When they scored the second goal, I said I told you. <laughs> Unfortunately, they, those guys, they, we lost the ball here yeah. and then they, they scored. But yeah. all the same, I could feel. Mm. The, 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 the energy that these girls are going to win this game. Sure. And the way they played, I mean, look at, they never showed any panic. Mm. Even getting onto the pitch, mm. they, when they yeah, look at the stadium. Step, yeah. Eh? Yeah. yeah. But the way they started the game and the way they played, it was like they're playing at home. It was like they're not listening to what these people are saying. Mm. Mm. And, and I said, this is a great lesson for, for our, our, our teams. Yeah. Not to be intimidated by the crowds. Yeah. Yeah. I, I must commend them. They did a very, very good job. And uh, yeah. uh, Coach Ellis has done a good job herself. And she also deserves congratulations for, yeah. for the award. And in conclusion, there's a conversation about pay. The pay parity between men and women as we round up this season. Well, that one, obviously, Tani uh, <clears throat> committed... Uh, to say that uh, they will get the same pay like Bafana Babanya, Bafana Bafana. And having said that, I think they, there's no other way, there's no choice. Safa will have to stick to that uh, commitment. But the only problem is that uh, when it comes to, to the, the other structures of women's football, you, you can't even bring it there because yeah. it's, at the moment it's not, it's not at the level where you can even say you want to compare yeah. with the PSL because, uh, but they have to improve, uh, we, we need to improve the level of uh, organization in terms of having a league, a proper, a proper professional league for uh, our ladies. Yeah. That, that one has to be addressed and that is, I think, where SAFA should be now focusing to make sure that that league is properly run. Yeah. And also they make, make sure that they run the, the, the youth leagues as well for the women. Because when you look at Europe now, those girls there, hey, they are so good. Yeah. But they started playing early. Yes. Right? Yes. You can see. And, and I'm, I'm not saying Manana Manana cannot win the, the World Cup, but I'm saying it's going to be tough because this time they're meeting, they're going to meet their, you know, professionals. Yeah. And uh, maybe with a little bit of luck, we can get up in the finals again. I think they must watch all their games at the World Cup. <laughs> you are the good one. <laughs> it's a Sunday time special. My name is Marin Matsukorchas PBK with my colleague. 
enlightened men, Sazi Hatebe, we thank you for granting us an audience with you. And uh, we must do this again very soon. Thank you, thank, thank you very you. much. <laughs>